Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Hi, welcome. Today we're talking about how with parenting, we're in charge of something that we can't control. Really, it's the principle of stewardship. With a stewardship, you are responsible for something or in charge of something that's not your own. Our kids aren't our own. They don't belong to us, but we still are in charge of them and we have responsibilities regarding them. When I got married, I had this image in my head of what it was going to be like. And so one of the things I thought about was when I walked out of the temple, my husband and I were going to walk out of these doors and they were going to be thrown open and the two of us would walk out hand in hand. And as soon as we walked out the door, we would stop and pause for this just wonderful moment of photographs and just like, here we are. And we would pause in this little you know, photographic moment. And then we would walk over to the top of the stairs and we would gather family around and then they would take more pictures and we'd say hi to everybody and hugs all around. And, and that was just the image that I had. And so the big day came and we got married and we're getting ready to walk out the doors to see everybody who was greeting us out there. And we came out the doors and the doors threw open and I walked out and I stopped for my little pausing moment. And my husband just kept walking and my head just kept following. He was like, whoa, wait a second. This is not what I had pictured. And I like that story because it reminds me of how even in marriage, when I was coming together to be one, to be have to have the closest relationship that I could have on this planet, we're still separate beings. And I knew that, but I just thought, well, he'll figure this out. It's just like he'll just he'll, he'll just know these things because we're one now. But we still have all of our own ideas and thoughts. We're very separate individual people. It's the same with parenting. Our kids are separate from us. They are individual. When we think about the choices that we've made in our lives and the choices that we consider good for us, we want to pass that along to our kids. We want to to shape our kids, to help them, to help them make good choices. And so we pass what worked for us onto them, but that might not be what works for them. And so then we're faced with this idea of how do you parent a kid knowing that they're going to make choices completely different than you? And yet you want to prepare them for this future that's uncertain, partly because all futures are uncertain, but partly because we don't know what they're actually going to choose or want or need in their lives. And all we know is what we've experienced in our lives. I found some really interesting research by Yuko Mukanada. She gave a TED Talk about what her research is based on. And her TED Talk is called Why Most Parenting Advice is Wrong. So I was really curious about that. And as I listened to it, the first half of her talk was really frustrating and hard to get my brain around. She talked about how parents don't influence the outcomes of their kids in predictable ways. She said that they don't create similar kids, which I kind of already knew, but I thought, what's the point of creating similar kids? That's not our point. That's not what we're trying to do. So your research isn't important because that's not what we're trying to do. She gave an example in her research by explaining it this way. Say you have twins in a household and you raise them in that household. That's great. Now say you have another set of twins in that household and you take one kid, one twin, and you raise them in the house to the left. 
So think about the house to the left of you. And then you take the other twin and you raise them in the house to the right of you. Think about that household. First of all, that was a big shocker for me to go, whoa, that's kind of weird thinking about my kids being raised in these two very different households of my neighbors. But what she said was their research shows that those twins will be no more different or alike when they grow up being raised in the same household or being raised in a different household. So her point was parenting doesn't produce similar results. Well, that's fine. I know that. I'm good with that. And that makes sense to me. It's like, yeah, we don't produce cookie cutter kids. But then I started thinking, wait a minute, if we don't produce cookie cutter kids that are all the same, then why do I think I can predict the outcome of any of my kids? I'm trying to shape them towards outcomes that I think are useful while at the same time honoring their autonomy and their agency and their power of choice. But I am still trying to shape them. And so I can't count on these outcomes then. And it was like a revelation to me that, wow, it really is super powerful that even though I'm shaping, I don't get to choose the outcome that I'm shaping them toward, that it's not guaranteed. It might make it a little bit more likely, but it's not guaranteed. There's way too many complex things playing into child development and how a kid turns out for me to think that parenting is the thing that's going to shape them. So do parents even matter then? Of course they matter a lot. She concludes in the whole last half of her talk about how parents really matter. It's just that parenting is so complex that it's difficult to predict. So what can we do about that? Well, first of all, we can let go of the need to predict. We don't need to predict their outcomes. Instead of trying to shape and mold our kids to become something particular, a specific outcome, we can enjoy and engage in the process. We can let go of those expectations and enjoy it a lot more. And in the enjoying, engage with our kids, which creates statistically better outcomes. It's something that my daughter brought up to me, this idea about statistically, that has been helpful for her as a parent. She said she looks at parenting not as guaranteeing outcomes, but as a kind of a package of probabilities. If I have family dinners, my kids will be more probably or more likely to have more successful outcomes. There's all kinds of data out there about things that produce better outcomes, but they're all on average. They're all statistically. So she said, I look at my parenting as a game of probabilities. The things that I'm doing right now will make it more probable that my kids will have a multitude of good outcomes. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to engage in the here and now. Sometimes it's hard to let go of the, the outcomes that we want for our kids. Some of those outcomes come in the form of checking different boxes as they grow up. So as they grow up, we might put our kids in sports or have them learn a musical instrument because we want them to learn the discipline or maybe the love of athletics or of music or maybe of just having some kind of a hobby that they're competent at so that that competence carries over into other parts of their lives. There's a lot of reasons that we put our kids in things and have our kids do activities because we're not trying to shape a particular thing, but we are trying to shape characteristics and give them experiences that will help them in the future. So as we spend our days and weeks and months and years preparing things and doing things with our kids, 
there are some little checkboxes that we end up creating in our minds. Maybe we want our kid to take a particular class or to learn a particular skill or to get a particular grade or to win a particular award. As our kids are involved with their lives, they will do some of those things. But when we start wanting those things or counting on those things or caring about those things, that's when things get a little difficult. We get tangled up in the outcomes rather than just letting the outcomes be what they may. So for example, I spent a lot of time shaping my kids' lives to be college students. I wanted them to go to college and to graduate from college. We talked about how their high school grades mattered and what kinds of classes they would need in order to get into college. We talked about how to take the test, how to apply, how to figure out what major they wanted. We made a little graph of dad's income and his education. And every time he got another layer of education, his high school diploma, his degree, his graduate degree, his income went up along with it. So we helped them to see that those two things are related. So when my kids went off to college, we were super excited. My oldest son didn't finish college. He ended up getting a job. He's perfectly competent and capable on his own. He had some struggles with depression and anxiety, and he didn't end up finishing the classes to get him that degree in college. It took me a really long time to let go of that outcome that I wanted for him. Even though he has a perfectly great job, even though he's a computer programmer like he wanted to be, even though he's moving on with his life and doing all kinds of wonderful things, I had been planning for so long for him to be a college graduate that it was really hard to let go of the idea that that was never going to happen. Well, after he had let go of the dream himself, I would still every once in a while bring it up and talk to him and go, hey, what do you think about this? I'm not sure why I needed him to check that box when the purpose of a college education, which was to get a competent job and to go out and to also experience all kinds of social things and to have independent living, he had accomplished all of those things. So it took me a while to let go of that outcome. In the stewardship of parenting, we are in charge of things that we don't have control over, which makes it really difficult to parent. We have a responsibility, but we also have to find ways and skills and, and communication patterns that help inspire our kids to make choices because we can't make those choices for them. Another thing I think about in this stewardship of parenting is how we measure the outcomes. If we have to let go of our outcomes, how do we actually measure the outcomes then? Like how do we measure our efforts of what we've been doing? Clayton Christensen, a Harvard business thought leader, wrote a book called How I Measure My Life. And he talks about how in business, success is measured by numbers. It's measured by the amount of money that you're over. It's measured by the number of people that you report, that report to you. And so a CEO is more important because he's over more money and he's over more people. Whereas middle management is over fewer, fewer amounts of money and fewer people. He said when he's thought about how he's gonna measure his life, he believes in God, and he believes that God is not an accountant. God doesn't care about numbers. He doesn't care about how much money you've made or how many people you're over. And he started thinking about, well, then what does he care about? And he came to the conclusion that what he does care about is how you interact with the humans that are around you right now. We all have 
limited connections with a certain number of humans. Even if you think about these people who have a lot of power and influence, a CEO or the president of the United States, the president of the United States has a stewardship over a lot of people, but I'm never going to meet him. He only interacts with a certain number of humans that are in the room. And so how do we interact with the humans that are in the room with us? That was the measure of his life. When I think about my stewardship of parenting in that way, I get really en encouraged and, en and engaged and excited because for me, parenting then becomes engaging in the moment because that's all I have. Letting go of the outcomes of the future because I can't control or predict them. And instead, playing parenting as a game of probabilities where the things that I do now probably will matter and probably will produce better outcomes in the long run, but I don't have to worry about those because I can't predict them. Instead, what I can do is I can enjoy the moment and engage in it. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.